Hello and welcome to the Hillsdale College Athletic Podcast. It's Thomas Meyer, your host as usual. And uh, like I said last episode, we're going to have a little bit of a format change for this uh, episode. Um, which I just really hope it, uh, more, it is more like, um, interesting to you guys. Cause I know if we just drone on and on like last episode for 33 minutes, although most of that was explaining the new thing that we were doing. Um, yeah, we just want to make this uh, better for you guys. And, um, I'll try, I'll try to keep them a little bit shorter. I, I know that the last episode was 40 minutes long, so, um, we need to make that. A little bit less. I'm thinking around the 20 mark, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, as the first thing we set off with, um, I just kind of want to just, you know, just talk, see what, see what's going on. Obviously, I can't talk to the other people because they're not in the episode, but uh, that was what the plan of the episode was. But they, they can't do it today. So, uh, just gonna talk, uh, just talk. So, yeah, over the weekend or yesterday. I don't have to say over the weekend. Um, I got on the radio, so that was really cool. Um, they had like this call-in for Buzz 102.5, which is my favorite radio station because they play a lot of classic rock. But uh, this time they, they have this talk show on Saturdays from 9 to 12 where they have a call-in. And I just called in, and I just said, thanks for having the show and stuff, and then I just <laughs> went off. But that was that was really fun experience for me because I really want to be on the radio at some point, so... Yeah, that was that was my cool thing that I did. Um, and by the way, this is like not advertising or anything, but uh, if you're a classic rock fan, Buzz 102.5 is the best of all time. Like, it plays so many good stuff. And it doesn't just play hits. It plays stuff I've never heard before. And uh, for me, listening, I'm like, oh, wait, I like that song. What is it called? And, and then I find a new song. I like it. And so that's, that's really cool for me. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, actually it was a Will, it was a Will Thielen pick, he, um, he'd been listening to it for a while, and I had kind of listened to it a little bit, but Will was like, hey, Thomas, you should listen to this, and I listened to it, and I was like, okay, this is, this is legit, so, and this year, uh, I, I just started listening to it, like, while I was mowing and stuff, and so now it's just kind of like a thing I do every day, so that, that's really cool, so, uh, yeah, that was my new thing, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then also, um, hopefully we have another week like we did last week because Michigan State won again, Hillsdale won again, and the Browns are playing right now. Huge game against the Chiefs. I don't know. By the time this is released, it will probably be about the third quarter or so. We'll see. Um, but a huge game, and I um, really hope we can come victorious, but it's going to be a tough one, that's for sure. So, um, yeah. And, yeah, so that, that about um, concludes that part of the episode, the important stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that, that that was the cool stuff that happened to me this weekend, I think. Other, yeah, I don't really know if I did anything else other than go to this Hillsdale College game, which is really fun. Um, all right, over to the game. Huge, another huge defensive game for the Chargers, taking the lead over, taking the win, not the lead, uh, uh, taking the win over the Cavs of, uh, Walsh, uh, winning the game 20 to three. Um, yeah, so this was a really, really good, I mean, okay, so it was a pretty interesting game, actually. So, uh, this was, I predicted, I believe a 15 point win 
or yes, yeah, something like that, which was a 17-point game uh, win, so that that was pretty accurate. But um, uh, that that uh, it, it was yeah, it was a really fun game for me too, because uh, I like to sit on the opposite side of the field, right? So um, first. The first reason is I like to be obnoxious to the other team's fans. You know, you, you just you gotta you gotta add that in. Um, uh, they that okay, those fans were ridiculous. Like they like the Indianapolis fans were really nice. It was like me. It was me. Um, Sam Lutz and Will Thielen were sitting over in that section, and they were they were uh, laughing with us. It was hilarious. But these fans, they ain't gonna laugh with you. They were yelling at me the whole game, um, and they were calling holding on every on every play. They they were like, "It's too much holding" and stuff every play. So it was that was annoying. But uh, yeah, it was a fun game overall to really watch. Um, Especially in the second half, and really, because the first half was a little slow. Uh, so getting into that first half, like I said, it was pretty slow. But uh, the first drive of the game, actually, the Cavs went out like really, really hot. They had um, Tom Vader, their uh, quarterback, connecting with three different re- with different receivers for 13, 13, and thirty-two yards, bringing them all the way to a third and three at the Hillsdale six. But defense, defense, defense. Another big stop at the big uh, in the red zone um, uh, that was broken up. The touchdown pass actually by uh, broken up by Alex Anschutz, who had a really really good game. Uh, he broke up the pass, uh, forcing a uh, definitely would have been or sorry forcing a field goal that would have been a touchdown if he had completed the pass. So uh, off the bat. Uh, Walsh looking really good. The first play of the game, they completed a 13-yard pass, which is really a dagger to the Chargers' defense. But uh, came turned on in the last uh, couple of minutes of that drive, or last couple of, uh, plays of that drive, and uh, came up with a very big stop there. Um, offenses went after that. Off after that, um, three and a, three points for Walsh. They were pretty quiet. Um, Pretty quiet on both sides, uh, but um, until four minutes left in the first half, so that that's skipping all of the first half and most of the second, or sorry, all of the first quarter and most of the second, they were pretty not not nothing happening really in those. Lots of punting and stuff. Uh, no turnovers, I don't think. Uh, yeah, no turnovers. Um, uh, in the first half, when Tom Vader's pass was picked yet again, guess who? Joe Schneider, uh, who has who had three picks in the previous game, so bringing it up to fourth or four, and um, at the Walsh 30-yard line. But the Cavs defense they came up with a big stop on a third and six um, at their 12-yard line. Came up with a big stop, forced a field goal, and uh, Julian Lee. Who is out? Right, I I don't actually know how he was out. They didn't really announce it or anything. Uh, is out. So Jack Shannon took the field goal and he missed the field goal from 28 yards away. Uh, uh, and the announcer on on the the broadcast because I watched the broadcast as well. Um, after the game, uh, he was like, uh, Julian Lee's kicking, and then he missed, and they're like, Wow, he missed the field goal. And me, I was too. Uh. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he missed too, because I thought it was gonna be Lee, but um, it was Julian, it was uh, Jack Shannon. So, 
that that was interesting. I, I, I don't really know the story behind that. Uh, we'll we'll wait for more information there on that one. But um, yeah, he missed the 20, 20, 29 yard field goal. But uh, the Cavs, uh, when the Cavs got the play, got the ball again after the missed field goal, two plays into their drive. Tom Vader, who was hurried all game long, uh, was hurried into yet another pick, this time by Jackson Gillick, who uh, was hoist collar tackled out of bounds, um, uh, which gave us another uh, 10 yards and brought us to the Walsh 8-yard line. Three consecutive direct direct snaps to Alec Foose brought up a really tricky fourth and goal at the Walsh 2. And... um, I remember at that point, so that we, at that point, I was yelling at uh, Otterbein. I know he can't hear me. I just, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I like to be vocal in that way. But uh, I remember yelling, um, Otterbein, we, you, they know you're going to run. Try something new. And then the Walsh fans were like, yeah, we're, we're really uh, used to, we're really used to stuff like that. And so he did come up with something new and a really, really good play call, if you ask me. Uh, really good play action play, wide open Ed Schaefer um, for the touchdown seven to three. Uh, the the extra point was good seven to three end of the and that pretty much ended the half. So yeah, really good way to finish the half, especially since we get the ball in the second. So uh, yeah, that that was really good and um, I, there was a really good play call. I think we need to have more of that on Otterbein's side. Because I think we're a little bit more too predictable on those short plays. They know we're going to run it. And so when we do run it, they, they're ready for it. I mean, that, that just sometimes works, actually, though. Um, like, uh, sometimes you just break through. You get a good hole, you break free. doesn't matter if they know what you're going to do. But I think in these type of circumstances, when it's in goal on... Uh, when it's a fourth and goal, you um, and it's a definite, you like have to get it. I think it's more probable that you get the for you get the touchdown by a play action, short pass, something like that. Maybe a screen pass. I think um, would be better to do for the Chargers than to run the ball like they know you're gonna do. So yeah. Um, all right. So like I said, we get the ball to start the second half, uh, but uh, we came up with a decent drive, actually, but we were forced to punt, which Jack Shannon came in, cl- uh, I th- actually, I think we got out to, like, the 49-yard line, I can't remember, um, and then Jack Shannon, again, came in really clutch, pinning them at their 9-yard line, um, so he, yeah, he, I think the stat was uh, six punts, five of which were down within the ten. And the other or within the twenty, and then the other one was like, uh, I think it was like the thirty or so. It, it was a bad punt, but it was also like deep in our territory, so that that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, really good, really good kick. Um, a decent drive by Walsh. They were looking pretty, like reasonably dangerous. Uh, going all the way to their thirty-eight, so not not like the best drive. Um. But uh, considering they started at the nine yard line, that that was kind of expected. Um, uh, really, I've, this was interesting. But we had pressure on the punter like every single play, and we just had one drop back. We had one person to get the the, the punt, and then we had like just full house going on the punter. And uh, this time, that that all that pressure paid off. A blocked punt, um, and uh, 
which was recovered by Bart Bixler and returned eight yards for the touchdown. And in my in from my view, uh, that was really the deciding factor that really gave us not like a commanding lead, but it also it gave us like um, an edge over them. Like seven three is not like that that big of a deal, but six or sorry thirteen to three. That that's now that's just a entirely different thing. Uh, yeah, that's right. I said thirteen to three. Yes, we missed the extra point again. Um, Putting us up thirteen to three, like I said. Two drives later, the uh, after two punts by both teams, the Cavs came up with a huge drive. They they had a lot of streaky offense, but when they got into a rhythm, they really looked pretty good. Um, with a fifteen play, eighty eight yard drive up to the Hillsdale three, like a, this was like probably their best drive of the game, I would say. Uh, really nice looking, and then Jackson Gillick dashed their hopes with a pick in the end zone, um, uh, and took a knee for the touchback for the Chargers, which was his second of the day for Gillick. Um, so, and both of them came in very clutch moments. That one, well, the the first one was less clutch, I guess. Uh, uh, that that one in the end zone saved us, saved them us a touchdown, and pro and the. The seven, the thirteen to ten lead would is a very very easy comeback there for Walsh. So yeah, a big big play for Gillick. Um, that so later on we're ta- we'll talk about I'll talk about uh, play of the game and I I thought this could be the play of the game but um, you'll see what I what I picked and I I'll I'll describe why. Um, so the Chargers, fueled by that huge play, embarked on their own really beautiful, really good drive. Thirteen play, eighty yards, pretty similar to theirs, although a lot more running, obviously. Uh, almost stopped on a fourth, um, fourth and goal, or sorry, fourth and one at the Walsh three, but Asen clutched up and got the two, got two yards on that play. Although they knew exactly what it's going to do, exact, uh, which was kind of my point earlier when I said like even if they know what you're going to do, uh, it still sometimes works. Um, and the next play, he fell forward for the yard, uh, for the touch and for the touchdown, putting the putting the Chargers in there really, not not so like the thirteen to three lead was not as was not commanding but it was a big lead but this was a really commanding lead 20 to 3 so they have to score twice to to get close so that that yeah so that was very commanding and that that was good uh well they actually they had to have to score three times my that was, that was bad math um so yeah uh and walsh threatened to respond driving all the way to the hillsdale 38 but pressure again on the quarterback. There was pressure. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was uh, twelve quarterback hurries, um, and that that's kind of a bad stat, really, to show uh, the to show that um, to show uh, how much the quarterback's under pressure. Um, Cause that quarter, that I swear that quarterback was just going all over the place. Cause he had nowhere to go. Uh, the pressure on the quarterback paid off in a strip sack by Nate Chambers. Uh, actually, not by Nate Chambers. I, I I wrote that down incorrectly on my notes. It was by someone else. But Nate Chambers returned the fumble for 20 additional yards after the sack. Um, uh, but the Chargers, but the. Uh, 
after after getting the the fumble, the Chargers obviously just wanted to ice some clock. There was only about two or three minutes, two fifty, two thirty left in the in the game. So we obviously just wanted to ice some clock, but uh, only succeeded in taking off a minute ten. Which yeah, honestly, that's not that's not too bad when I look on it right now. Uh, leaving a minute fourteen left in the game, and a really impressive last minute drive by the Cavs. Drove all the way to the Charger 20, but on the last second, uh, last second lob, like they barely got, it was, they snapped it with about probably point something seconds left on the clock. Um, lobbed for the end zone, hoping for lucky catch or something. Was intercepted by, guess who? Jackson Gillick. His third pick, second in the end zone, which is just an amazing sat- stat just to see how many he's gotten in the end zone. Uh, yeah, so that, which ended the game um, and picked up the third win in a row for the Chargers, putting us up at 2-0 in the GMAC and 3-3 on the season. That's a 500 record. That's pretty solid. we got to maintain that. All right, so for stats, overall stats in the game, uh, actually really interesting. Uh, the Wal- Walsh beat us out in, in first downs with 24-14 to th- uh, to 14 in first downs. So that was... Not the best to see from the Chargers, but also that that's uh, how it goes. We uh, we got 15 last last game, so it's not like that stunning that we got that many uh, first downs. Uh, or sorry, not I just said first downs. Uh, third down conversion about this uh, solid 35 percent, but what was more important, at least to me, was uh, Walsh's 17 percent. Uh, really, really good defense. Uh, really showed our good defense on that in that game. So that that was really nice to see. Uh, total offense, Hillsdale with 227 yards to Walsh's 387 yards. So that really got a lot of yards for Walsh, uh, which was really helped by their pass game, which uh, Hillsdale got 93 yards and Walsh 296, which uh, Hillsdale hasn't touched that record, hasn't touched that many yards since 2018 with um, back in the good old days with... Um, Trey Brock and um, uh, shoot, blanking on his name, uh, Chance Stewart. So yeah, that wasn't the best uh, performance. Um, so and then rushing Hillsdale, of course, leading 143 yards to uh, Walsh's 91 yards. Um, a lot of penalties in this game. Actually, there were uh, seven for Hillsdale, four for Walsh. Um, yeah. So and I think that there was two, maybe. Th- Actually, I think there was more, like three pass interference calls across the teams, so that that really helped because those are 15 yards plus a first down, so that that's a really helpful helpful thing. Uh, Walsh with one fumble, two sacks for Hillsdale, one of them a strip sack, and then one sack for Walsh, which is really nice to see the offensive line really step up and uh, bring that sack ratio down. And then picks zero for Hillsdale. That's a really really good see- thing to see. I think Ison doesn't throw picks very much um i think he threw a pick in his two games i believe i i'm just kind of winging it on that number i'm pretty sure that's it but uh yeah he doesn't he doesn't throw the ball like keller does where keller kind of throws it around the field pretty pretty um loosely ison's very composed in the pocket and really and not as composed as berger berger is just like like really, really composed. Like he'd have fifteen guys rushing at him, and he just cool and calm, collected, and just throw it fifty yards. Um, 
but uh, yeah, Eisen's very comfortable in the pocket, and um, although he hasn't had the stats that we really want him to see, he has uh, put the pick uh, has not been picked very much, so that's that's really good to see. Uh, individual stats: you get passing for OD or sorry, not ODU. Um, Walsh, uh, Tom Vader, twenty-four for fifty-one. Uh, 296 yards, four interceptions. Ison for Hillsdale, nine for 16, which is not that bad. Uh, just not that that not that good either. Um, for 93 yards, one touchdown. Rushing for uh, Walsh. Uh, Thomas Wilkes was really the only player to get much many carries. He got 21 attempts for 84 yards. Over on Hillsdale, four players getting over uh getting six or more carries. Um, Logan Agafort being number one in the, or Logan Van Agafort, uh, leading in the, in that with eight attempts for 51 yards. Receiving Keyshawn Johnson for Walsh, six catches for 105 yards. Hillsdale, Austin Williams, three catches for 47 yards. And then really interesting, uh, Tesla only got one throw in that, uh, uh, receiving only one pass in that game. So that that was really interesting to see. For it was a catch for twelve yards, so that that was good. Um, but uh, really, it wasn't. He didn't get that many. Uh, throw. I uh, didn't get that many passes. So that I don't know. There. I don't know uh, what the reasoning behind that was. But Austin Williams got a lot of, got some targets. So well, he got the most targets. Not a lot, but he got the most. Uh, over on the defensive side, for Walsh uh, in total tackles, Diego Bremer. 12 total tackles, 6 solo, 6 assists. Uh, Alex Anschutz, who had a really good game, uh, 3 total tackles, um, 6 solo, 5 assists, and 3 batted balls, which was really good. So, or 3 uh, forced incompletions, not batted balls. Um, Alright, so one of our new things we're doing for this format, player of the game. So, the defensive effort was really good in this game, like I said. And uh, I, the player of the game... It's just got to go to Jackson Gillick with four total tackles, which isn't that much. But more importantly, three picks, two of which in the end zone. And then on the other, um, putting us at really, really good field position. But it was also helped out with a horse collar tackle. But yeah, he really just shown on the defense today. And nothing really on the offense really, um, really impressed me as much as Gillick's performance did. So he's going to get the defense or he's going to get the player of the game award and then the play of the game so this is for both teams uh both um what was the biggest play of the game but uh, i probably will be a little bit biased in the future about about this um so it'll be more like hillsdale college play of the game um was third quarter 733 left in the game nick goers oh okay that's who who blocked it uh nick goers Blocked punt recovered by Burt Bixter, who took it for eight yards for the touchdown. So that that was just a huge mo. I was jumping up and down in the stands, and all the Walsh fans were just stonily staring at me, silently telling me to sit the heck down. And yo, but I'm not gonna sit down. That that that's my that's my choice to 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 celebrate for my that's my liberty to. To t score for my own or cheer for my own team, so yeah. All right. Uh, another thing we're gonna do is around the GMAX, so we're just gonna 
kind of run off the scores and what what we're going to be looking for next week. So around the GMAC, Tiffin took the 35 to 17 win over Lake Erie. Although that was a pretty close game, it was only 14 to 7 going into halftime with Tiffin up. They uh, had a really good fourth, uh, really good third quarter, scoring 14 points, and then seven in the fourth brought them up to 35 to 17. And then Hills uh, Finley picking up another win. Going fifty or thirty-one to nineteen over Kentucky Wesleyan. ODU also picking up another win, uh, thirty-four to twenty-four against Ashland. So Ashland picks up its first loss in the GMAC. And then on the standings, we got uh, ODU on top with a five and one record, two and zero conference. And then we got Finley uh, closely following them. Uh, shoot, I can't remember what their um, overall record is, but they're also 2-0, and Hillsdale also 2-0. Next week, we got the big, big matchup. We got Finley versus ODU, 12 p.m. kickoff in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, probably will decide the um, top of the GMAC by the end of the week. Um, unless, uh, unless something crazy happens, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm... For that game, I'm going to pick... Ah, that's really tough. I really... I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to go with ODU with a three-point. Ah, I just don't know. I think that the ODU defense is really good. We've been convinced of that, but I don't... Their offense has been a little shaky, and uh, Finley has struggled in some games, but uh, has really has really found their... Found their well, okay, they really haven't struggled. The only game they struggled was against uh, number two in the country, or number, yeah, two, number two in the country, Fair State, which is, that's that's going to happen when you play the number two team in the country. But, yeah, I, th- I you know, actually, I'm going to go Finley in this game. I'm going to go Finley with a three-point win on that game. ODU is going to barely lose out in the second quarter. That's my guess. And then uh, another big game, Ashland and Tiffin. We're going to see if Tiffin is able to finally get back onto its feet after um, a tough loss at, uh, against Hillsdale and then also playing a, a sort of close game against Lake Erie, who Lake Erie, you should never play close against Lake Erie. Um, okay, speaking of Lake Erie, next week Hillsdale um, stays at home against um, Lake Erie. Um, I go for a sol- uh, another solid 15-point win for the Chargers. I think this is a very winnable game for the Chargers. Um, things to improve on. Uh, the, the defense has been progressively getting better. And the Tiffin game really shown. And then in this game, they also played really well. So uh, that that's something to look forward to. Hopefully, um, I think we need to incorporate some more uh, things. Uh, passing, I think that always needs to get worked on. Uh, yeah, so I think that that needs to be worked on, and then also passing or give the ball to Tesla on the passing, and then also I really am interested in this direct snap to Alec Foose thing that's been going. I think that's a really it's a better alternative to QB sneaking because you don't want another Luke Keller type of scenario where you got a quarterback hurt. You bring in your second string. He's he QB sneaks, runs, and he pops his shoulder out. So you really got to be careful with that because I don't even know who the fourth string is. Probably should check that, honestly, because with our luck, we could be injured five. We should be playing with our sixth string by the end of the year. So, yeah, 
so we better be i think i think i i actually kind of like that so yeah keep doing that and yeah all right so that is all for me on the football we will take a quick break and we'll be back for some hillsdale volleyball For the second segment, like I said, we're going to be discussing some Charger volleyball. And uh, Chargers pick up two wins in the um, weekend over uh, Cedarville and uh, Ohio Dominican University. Uh, First, the game against Cedarville. Uh, The Chargers uh, won a comfortable 3-0 lead or win, like usual, uh, picking up the first set, uh, 25 to 19. Uh, they battled, they really battled back in the second, but, uh, Chargers finished out strong, 25-21. And then, uh, the Yellow Jackets fell behind early, 25-26, or, sorry, 25-16. to Stats, uh, Charger, or Cedarville led by, uh, Lyne, uh, Miller with three spikes, 12 kills. And Hillsdale, Alyssa Van Wienen, three spikes and 12 kills as well. And a .37 kill percentage, which um, was very, very good and um, really helped us to the three-zip win over Cedarville. Up next, the Chargers took on five and four uh, ODU, who are second in the GMAC, or second in the GMAC South behind uh, newcomer, uh, eight and one Ashland, so uh, that that's nice to see that we're having some competition for this title this year. Um, uh, and uh, the Chargers won the first set pretty comfortably, twenty-five 20 to twelve. Uh, second set also went pretty easily, twenty-five seventeen, and third set twenty-five to sixteen pulled away. The stats: um, uh, C- Cameron Maxwell for ODU led the team in kills. For, with 10 kills, but uh, also had 10 errors, which killed her kill percentage down to a zero. Uh, she also had 11. Di- uh, she also had 11 digs, which uh, helped out her point percentage, which was at a 12. Uh, uh, it was 12.4, I think. Uh, for Hillsdale, as usual, Elizabeth or Caroline Shelton came in with 10 kills, 19 digs, and three spikes, uh, with a point. 5-0 kill percentage. Alyssa Van Wienen came up with three spikes, 11 kills, and a .435 uh, kill percentage, which was very good. Uh, the Chargers keep their GMAC streak alive at 14 games now, so they're really chugging away and um, continue to be second in the region behind Lewis. Um, so, uh, uh, uh conference champ well well we'll just see uh lewis will hopefully pick up a loss in the glvc sometime soon so the chargers can take their place but uh yeah we'll see um yeah so that that for the chargers that that was a good week and um so we got to continue the good the good shape that we're in um which you know uh the chargers uh really um doing well and stuff like that so up next we have the 2021 midwest region crossover uh that would be on the 15th of uh friday the 15th and saturday the 16th in hammond indiana uh the opponents are to be announced um and then we have our first game against ashland in conference play on friday the 22nd that's the next week uh that is at home against ashland at 7 p.m so 
those are the games coming up for the Chargers. Currently, the record is 16-2. and uh, That is a .889 percentage at 9-0 in conference, 14-game win streak. So, yeah, that that's very good for the Chargers. And um, atop the Great Midwest Conference, we have Hillsdale in the north leading with Finley 7-2 and two below them. And then in the south, Ashland 8-1, and 9-9 overall. And uh, in second, Ohio Dominican four and or sorry five and four with an eleven and seven record overall record. So um, yeah, it's a pretty. The South really is going to struggle this year in the tournament. Kentucky Wesleyan zero and nine, but also in the other in the in the North we have Lake Erie going one and uh, eight. So, but the Chargers are really going to carry the North. So that that's the North is going to have a good standing against the South this year probably. Um, yeah, so that that's gonna be interesting to see. Um, oh wait, actually, we're getting the. Oh wait, never mind, never mind. That that was my. I th- uh, I thought I I thought I saw who we were gonna play in the um the uh, the sorry in the uh, mix or the the crossover. Sorry, um the cross the geo the hill the GMAC uh, GLVC crossover, but, uh, no, that did not, but, um, yeah, so the Chargers continue streak, hopefully, uh, it will be interesting to see in this crossover, we're gonna have a little bit of harder, te- harder teams playing out of conference, so, yeah, I hope that doesn't hurt our record or anything, but, uh, the Chargers are ready, and I think they're gonna pick up at least a couple, uh, win out of this going, um, yeah, but it just depends on who we're playing, and we are to be announced on that. So, yep, uh, that concludes this episode, episode uh, fifteen, episode fifteenth, and um, yeah, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, yeah, um, actually, if you, um, I haven't said this in the past, but uh, this is a, this is a new thing that actually I kind of want you guys to do. Um, just, uh, if you want to say something or anything, just, uh, drop an email or something. Drop an email at, uh, Thomas Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D, Meyer, M-A-I-E-R, at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, say something there, uh, we'd love to see that. Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thank you guys who did, uh, who will do that. No one's done it yet. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your day, and go Chargers.